I'm taking over this territory. From now on, it's mine. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is Cheats, and we have a special, special guest joining the Cheats Movement podcast. Uh, it's early morning for him because he's out in California. Daniel Horain from Pop Fly Pop Shot. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Cheats. So uh, some people can see it behind me. I have one of, I will actually move it up as well. So Daniel does these amazing, amazing uh artistic rendition of comic book covers that feature uh baseball players of all kind of all genres uh it, it spans the globe i got introduced to your work believe it or not through i guess the algorithm is working it was an instagram <laughs> suggestion that said hey you like you know baseball you like art you like creativity you might want to look at like one of these uh, one of these renditions and i instantly went down a rabbit hole of I guess weeks and weeks, months and months, nearly a year of your work now. And it is phenomenal, Daniel. It is amazing. Uh, first and foremost, tell us a little bit about this particular project um, and how it came to you, how it got started and how you married, married your artistic talent with uh, obviously baseball and, and these historic figures. It, it, how did it all come about? Well, um by accident, really, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'll, I'll start at the end and then go back to the beginning. Sure. Um, kind of on a whim, on a whim, someone said, oh, you should, you should do a Will Clark, my favorite player in this style. And because um, I, I had, I had done a Dale Murphy piece and then maybe a Bo Jackson piece and Ken Griffey Jr. Not, not, not the covers, but just sort of a, a comic style uh, rendition. Um, but n nothing that I would call a project. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll try this. So anyway, uh, a buddy of mine saw that. It's like, oh, you should do Will Clark. Okay, so I, I did it and never finished it, put it on the shelf for months, uh, completely forgot that I had even done it uh, until I dug up the file uh, one day. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right. So I, I finished it and and not even asking my wife, I just, I just kind of on a whim I'll, I'll do one of these a week and uh and uh sell it for a week and re retired after that you know it was just a very a very unintentional choice to just see what happens i had been doing art and for a, my whole life and and nothing had really you know there wasn't a lot of traction like i, I mentioned to you before we were on the air lots lots of passion no traction mm -hmm. uh so you know, there, there wasn't a lot of intent or expectations putting it out there. It's like, well, I'll give this a try and came downstairs and said, oh, uh, lovely wife. Uh, I, I've decided to do this. We'll, we'll see what happens. And, and it just kind of grew from there. And, and uh, here we are almost a year later, still doing it almost every week. And it's become a pretty big operation. And, and kind of what, where it comes from is, is even before the project, I've really I've really felt that I just wanted to kind of mar marry the, uh, I guess you'd call it nerd culture and sports culture. That they, I, I really feel that that, that they belong together. Um, as a kid, my 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 whole world was just baseball and comic books, you know, and and that there there really was no thought about nerd culture or or sports culture. It was just it was just the things that you loved, and that's what it was for me and so many kids too. 
growing up in the in the junk wax era and, and the baseball card boom and, yep. and comics were big then uh batman had just gone on this on the screen 1989 superhero superheroes were starting to become part of like the not just an obscure convention uh type conversations but so going going mainstream you know so so it was this this time in the in the 80s and 90s of just of just these these two forms heightened and uh as i got as i started to dig into the project it really felt like oh this is actually a really good vehicle to tell these stories because when you're talking about superheroes when you're a little kid looking up at these at these you know grown men playing ball that's very much how you see them you know, as these superheroes, larger than life, untouchable, unreachable humans that are doing things that are well beyond the scope of anything that you could comprehend, you know, so, so I think that's what's been fun for me is trying to recapture and, and give that essence of, of these larger than life figures and, and, and when you look at the cover, hopefully see them through those little 10 year old eyes. Well, the passion for the game comes through hand in hand in each in each kind of cover rendition operation that you do obviously you've had a lifelong passion for art that you've been able to allow you to hone your skills merging them together seemed like just a perfect marriage (laughs) in regards And, and and the just hearing you talk about it and hearing that this kind of just kind of came together Mm -hmm. um and now it's really, really taken off is just completely, completely fascinating. Um, I just recently did a panel. I moderated a panel on passion projects and it was, you know, a panel of people that had different careers, but their passion projects are really taken off. Um, it's fitting that I'm talking to you today because this is purely started as a passion project as you described but to this day it's still very much a passion project of yours right absolutely absolutely i i have a it's not it's not my job it's it's what i do on nights and weekends and 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 i i I absolutely love it talk to me about just your history with baseball i've heard um you talk about it in the past uh other on other interviews and it seems like since uh, you were able to to play and go to the field and be a part of baseball culture. You have talk to me about your your history and love for the game of baseball. Well, um, it's it's sort of it, it was the passion of my youth. You know, my da- I uh, I'll credit my dad. He's no longer with us, but he he was the baseball is is, is sort of our com- common language. Uh, he he was. Uh, my, my whole family is construction workers, firefighters, you know, work, work with the hands, police officers. Um, and, uh, and here comes me, you know, artist, musician, and you know, there's, there's a chasm, there's a chasm between, between me and everybody else. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And, but baseball was this really neat little thing that I was able to connect with, with my dad through, you know, and he would take me to games and um, not Dodger games. They're my, they're my spiritual team. The Braves are my team, but the Dodgers are my spiritual. Right, right. Uh, um, take me to Dodger games and and get there early so I can just watch batting practice and and uh, try to get autographs if I could. And so that's just where, yeah, Dodger Stadium is is really where it was fostered with, with my dad and my folks. And and uh, like a lot of boyhood passions, you know, sorts of sorts of sort of fades after a while. So you know, my my twenties is doing other things, and then 
And then in my 30s and 40s, I just sort of re rediscovered my, my love for the game and, and uh, been trying to, you know, work with it, communicate it ever since. When I look at the catalog, and we'll talk about uh, some of them in particular, but it seemed to me a particular time period, like the one you're describing, whether it was the uh, kind of the 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. um, seemed to step, step out. Will Clark was number one. There's definitely a Ricky Henderson, Don mm-hmm. Mattingly. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned um, that particular time period in baseball was so fascinating. It was amazingly, they, I mean, the characters, the like, the, the one thing I always talk about when we talk about baseball today is that they have amazing athletes and amazing, um, you know, they're probably physically able to do things that our, our you know, the, our players in the late seventies and eighties can't do just straight training differently, but the characters of the late seventies and the eighties and the stories that they told seem to be just like of these mythological proportions. Um, you seem to capture in your artwork and in your covers some of those stories, no matter who we're talking about. And it is, uh, it's just awesome for, for a fan to see the stories inside the stories of each cover. When you, talk, when you started, you said Will Clark was kind of the, was number one. Mm-hmm. First, I would be interested to find out from you why will being that i know you're dale murphy (laughs) dale murphy's your guy yeah uh why was will clark number one and how how do you go about the selection process of what stories you want to tell Mm -hmm. uh well the reason well i'll say this Uh, dale murphy is is number one of of like the 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 concept (laughs) the the marriage of comics and art for me i got to actually work with dale a couple years ago doing his merchandise. And one of the things that we had done was a, as a comic style art print, uh, not a cover, but it's sort of a single panel. Okay. Um, so, so he's, he's proto, proto Potfly. Um, but, but Potfly, uh, you know, kind of as it is today is, you know, based, based on my buddy's recommendations, like, Oh, my favorite player is Will Clark. I, and he's an artist as well. I was like, I'll, I'll trade you a Dale Murphy painting for a Will Clark uh, rendition. So, so Dale Murphy is tied Tied to number one somehow. You don't have to explain. You don't have to explain. I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of that's that's why Will Clark. How do you go about telling this? How do you go about selecting what players you're going to do and, and telling the stories that you want to tell? It really there's a there's a lot of research that goes into these. Um, a, a lot of just digging and finding the stories. Um, it's it's not really, it's not the most interesting thing in the world for me to to like oil can Boyd. I'll, I'll draw a picture of him as an oil can. That's not very inter- inter- interesting. I want to find those narratives and, and find the, find the hook really in these players' stories. Um, I'll, I'll use, I'll use Al Wabowski as a, as a uh, example. Um, his nickname, the Mad Hungarian, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting nickname, but what do I do with that? I do, do I just make a, a crazy guy? I don't know. Uh, but so the, the, the player was interesting, but I didn't really, I didn't really fi- have my narrative. And then just one day, as I'm just kind of looking and looking and combing through stories and, and things like that, I, I found this little one or two sentence anecdote about Al Rabowski in that he had a, a, a ring that he said was a family heirloom from Dracula and then it warded off werewolves. I'm like, oh my gosh, there, there's my hook. There's my story. It wasn't 
particularly significant about his career, but it was, it's just kind of what, it's really what helped it gel all together. And I found my narrative like within that little nugget. So I'm always looking, I'm just, I'm combing through anything I can find to find those little, little hooks um, that I, that, that kind of pull me in uh, as a, as an artist that just that has a story that make that, that, that I want to tell, you know? So, so I don't, I don't have a list of players that I'm trying to get through. Mostly it's just week, week to week, just, just kind of searching, searching and finding and a lot of hunting and pecking, um, trying to find, trying to find those hooks. Um, and I've got, I've got multiple projects going on at the same time. Um, I might work a little here, just kind of just, it's like, a, it's like a mixing table, taking it back to music. It's like a mixing yeah. table. And uh, different things are at different volumes. You know, might might have a might have a I don't know a Bo Jackson, but he's but he's down here way in the mix. But but uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of anyone. Kirk Gibson is like is is uh, you know I've got some fully fleshed ideas on him. So so there's a lot going on and just kind of whatever really rises to the top uh, throughout the weeks week weeks as I'm working on it. Well, one of the things that stand out to me and and it's i don't know like i said it's all kind of comes by inspiration i'm assuming but i mean i don't know if it's concentrated effort but you've done an amazing job of of serving up diversity in um kind of just the composition when i look at kind of the retired covers and i see henry aaron and i see josh gibson and i think the one that's on sale right now is Louis Apparatio. Like a lot of people don't know about Louis Apparatio. Yeah. I mean, he's all he's an amazing player. Um it, it, it just seems so Willie Stargell. I mean, you, you just done so much to to cap, capture, I think, um, just the wonderful kind of diversity and inclusionness of a sport that, let's just be frank, in 2021 struggles a bit, especially mm-hmm. with um black American players. I, I saw a stat the other day and it just, I know it's true, but it steeps in my mind that the, the kind of highest percentage of African American baseball players in the major leagues was 1981. Mm, so, wow. cause we were doing a lot of Jackie Robinson research and, and stuff. Yeah. So um, from 47 to 81 was the kind of the watershed. And since 81, it's gone down. Um, is that something that you think about? Or is it just kind of comes because, again, you've done an amazing job capturing the diversity of the sport and the beauty of the diversity in baseball. I, I, I really appreciate you noticing that. Um, and it's something that's that's important to me. It's something that I've, I've tried to keep, keep, uh, keep it at the forefront of my mind. And, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I, 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 don't, I don't want a bunch of white baseball players. That's not interesting to me. You know, the, the story is... <laughs> bigger and much more interesting than that um and i i look the the josh gibson piece um if you remember he's i'll I'll walk through that in a minute and i'll and i'll tie it i'll tie it all together i promise so i had done that josh gibson piece it was just a kind of a, a hero shot of josh gibson swinging uh i had the blessing of his family to do it and part of the funds were to support uh his foundation and so I did this hero hero piece, but I didn't find a strong story in it. So, like, so I finished it. It's like, let me, I'm, I scrapped it. Let me start over. So I looked more and more through photos of Josh Gibson and I found uh, the one where he's surrounded by kids and he's like 
kind of showing them this bat surrounded by kids. Um, most of the kids in that photo were African-American. Um, I took some liberties with that photo um, and I tried to make it a, a mixture of, mm. of different races and cultures in there. Reason being, I, I wanted, I wanted the, the, I wanted to highlight that that Josh Gibson, or an, any African American player, or any player is not he's not he's not not a baseball player for African Americans, or this is not a white baseball player. He is worthy and of being admired by all, you know. And, and I want everyone everyone to see themselves and those kids there, you know, to 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 find themselves in one of those faces looking up at Josh Gibson, mm-hmm. uh, because baseball is for everybody. Baseball is, has, has no, has no race. So why does it even, it, it's just, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to make that, make that clear. And, and that's something that I, I work at here. You know, I've got a, a, a an intro piece that's all in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and, early. That's like uh, number, that's one in the first five, right? Yeah, for, for yeah, first yeah. Time, I think it was I think it was five, four or five. But okay. anyway, but um, but and then got a Spanish one with uh, Fernando, all all in uh, in Spanish, and and it's mm. been important to me to to seek out those stories that help everyone see themselves in these heroes. Um, to yeah, to because yeah, base baseball is for everybody. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's really important to me to for everyone to be able to f- find themselves represented uh, in these pieces in the story somehow. So I know you'd mentioned that you do quite a bit of research while you're working on the covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can only imagine just by even personally doing research on certain players and certain teams. Who do you? Was there a particular story? I know you've already told one, but is there a particular story or a particular? Um, player that you were like once you were doing the research started to learn so much about that was just like this is mind-blowing i had no idea well i meant our basket is a standout mm-hmm. for me um and then also speaking of fernando fernando venezuela was also like i'll, I'll call it transformative for me mm-hmm. um i grew up in la obviously fernando was a part of the of the culture here but but really putting the pieces together of his importance on the team because I never connected these two dots here, but, but Dodger stadium, there was a lot of Mexican families that were displaced to build Dodger stadium mm-hmm. where they built it in the Chavez ravine. So there is, there wasn't a lot of good blood with the Dodgers and the Hispanic community uh, for years and understandably. So, um, you know, smash cut to, to Fernando Valenzuela in the in the majors and having an amazing start in the majors so young yeah so at the time yeah and it's rookie of the year yeah so incredible um from uh from a a small village in mexico he's on the world stage now it was really it was really moving to me to 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 see this 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 uh hispanic player uh adored by this hispanic community that had very recently uh, you know, had this upheaval with Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it was only 
what, 20 years, 20 years since Dodger Stadium was put there that, that Fernando Mania occurred. So it's, it's still fresh. You know, you still have uncles and aunts and, and yeah, people only really live through it. They live yeah. through that. Yeah. Years. So, so to have this, you know, to have, what's the right word I'm looking for to, to have this, um, I don't want to call it redemption because it's really not, you don't get your houses back, but to have, to have this, this Hispanic player means so much to the community that was the, that was displaced. Sure. It was very like, it was just, it was, it was just meaningful to me to, to, to do that and connect those the dots. And I was just, yeah, I, I, the, the story was, was amazing. Now, do you, you have really, you have favorite stories. Do you have favorite covers just visually? Hey, look, you look back on it and it's like, Oh, this one's one of my favorite. I really do enjoy this one. And it's, I know it's like picking between your children. So don't like you've done them all. But uh, is there some that stand out? It's like that one came out. It came out. All right. Came out really well. I wish I had all of them in front of me. I, I do them so quickly. I um trying to think of what I've done. Um, I, I keep mentioning the Al Rabowski. That That one was a lot of fun. Right. Um, to do. Um, for also visually aesthetically the fernando one is is interesting to me that's the el toro uh, one right yeah el toro yeah um the ricky henderson also stands out it's kind of a one where all the all the colors and the composition all came together uh for that one um gosh there's i mean they're okay so they're really cool they what's were, your what's really your favorite cool. tell, tell me tell me what stands out to you oh man stargill I really like Stargell because I think um, I romanticize. I'm, um, I was born in 78 and I've been a baseball fan in the eighties kind of, and then early nineties really took off. Mm-hmm. But as I, I, I'm such a fan, I've gone back and I've read um, quite a bit about the, uh, like the seventies of baseball, which was mm-hmm. literally like free for all. <laughs> If you ever go back, if you ever want to be uh, just hear like the most ludicrous out outlandish stories about sports, like if you hear the seventies NBA stories, like the ABA stories, I'm, like nuts, <laughs> nuts. And so um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, in particular, that team was just uh, like it was. It, it's even hard in twenty twenty one to comprehend the stories of the 70s teams like the Pirates, mm-hmm. um, the 80s teams like the Oakland A's and the New mm-hmm. York Yankees. Like when you hear these stories and what's going around and uh, around them is just, uh, it's just insane. It's like, it's, it's almost re- like reading fiction. It's, it's insane. So uh, the Stargell stands out. I'm a huge Aaron fan. Uh, so you've done, I think, two Aaron covers now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love them both. The Josh Gibson one for, Personal reasons, I'm a huge Negro League fan. Um, the Clemente one, I'm a huge fan of that one as well. Um, and then I will say this, the two, two, uh, another one that really does stand out, and you mentioned it already. I, like, to me, this could be one of the coolest players that's ever played. Like, Ichiro is just so cool. Like, there's nothing, there was nothing not cool about Ichiro mm-hmm. in general. And so you did that, that, the cover that I saw with Ichiro was just so, like, it's just so spot on. It's just like cool. a cool cover and he's a cool guy. And yeah. so, uh, but I love them all. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of your work, Daniel, and, and, and kind of the, just the idea of it is amazing. 
let me ask this because sure. I know um, since you've done it, since you started the project, mm-hmm. and we tend to think, because you're doing them every week, mm-hmm. um, and you have an interesting kind of get it while you get it and then it's gone type mm-hmm. to it. Uh, so there's not a back catalog. There's there's retired covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's, you know, you kind of get them one week at a time. Yeah. Uh, what? How did that come about in regards to, hey, I'm just going to open these up for a week, then I'm going to close them? Because I know now there are people that are just coming on to, to um, uh, Pop Fly Pop Shop they're going back and they're they're kicking themselves one that they didn't find out sooner but Mm -hmm. i'm sure you've been asked now to hey are we going to reissue talk talk to me about the idea behind this yeah um that idea and full disclosure that that was tops project 2020 that was responsible Mm -hmm. for that and uh i'm a huge fan huge fan yeah yeah as, as am i and i think that 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 was really i feel the catalyst that really brought this all together um and like I said, I had done that, that work for my, for my buddy, the Will Clark, and I probably would have done nothing with it, uh, you know, kind of publicly had it not been for project 2020. Oh. And I, I saw that model. I saw that model of how they have things for a limited time and then it's gone. And then I thought about my own work I had done previously, not pop fly, but I had done a ton of sports arts before that. And, and any prints that I had would sit on the shelf for months or years and it just wouldn't they they, they didn't move so it's like well okay I'll, I'll, I, I really like this idea of doing it time to me maybe that will maybe that will maybe that will move the needle I don't I don't know mm-hmm. uh, but it was a very interesting co- concept and and it it was sort of like it was ver- that very satisfying feel when that last puzzle piece just kind of sinks into the puzzle <laughs> and, the, and right. it's and it's complete like that felt like when I discovered that it's like that's it that's exactly what i need to do that's so awesome. um so just following that that model and uh, there, there was there was a little bit of i don't know i don't know if this is the right word but just preciousness that i need to get over because it's like well okay i, I made this will clark after this week i can't i can't do this again you know like i put all this work into it you know what if what if people like it and but i can't do anything with it i just kind of had to get over that and say I will. I can make more piece, different pieces. Mm-hmm. I'll make. I'll make more artwork. Um, hopefully, always better artwork, and and be able to be able to be okay with the the temporalness of, of that, and and uh, just let let it be what it is for the moment in time that it exists, and move on. Is is there one like? Is there somebody that's contacted you since something's been retired, and was like, I really need this one that you were just like. Oh, sorry, man. Like, like I can imagine a former player, like if you've done like a former player and, and they, they they hear about it later and it's like, you know, hey, can you send me one of those? Has that happened? By the way, is, is anything I'm like a, that? I'm a former player, no. I get I, okay, I, okay. every week, every week I get an email sure. several emails. I can only imagine. Yeah, but uh, but it hasn't happened yet, but gosh, I hope, I hope I hope it never happens. <laughs> I hope it never happens. But but I will say I will say we've done this for I've done this for a year. I've not not reprinted one, you know, kept kept true. And, oh, and, very and, cool. And if Will Clark if Will Clark came by, I'm like, oh, I here's a picture of it. I hope you I hope you. Enjoy. Oh, geez. Now, um, you've been able to do some really cool things, like really cool things based off of uh, the growth of the project. One of the coolest things I've seen is your YouTube page. 
mm-hmm. where you have interviews with some of the uh, the players that you have covers of. So I know uh, Dale Murphy and Andre Dawson both have uh, been able to sit with you and, and, and uh, your host into kind of a round robin type interview style. How did that come about and how cool is that? <laughs> it's, I, I swear, geez, if, if, if only my 10 year, 10 year old self knew right, right, that, right. That, that I'd be spending my 42nd birthday with Andre talking with Andre Dawson. Like that's just, Crazy. that's just nuts. But um it, it started with, it started with Dale Murphy, actually, um, as most of my projects do, apparently. But um, he, and, he and I have, have become friends over the years, you know, started start off as my favorite player as a kid, but, but um, I've done work with him and we become friends. And so when I did the, uh, the reverse negative cover with, with Dale, I thought, you know, it feels like Dale would be, be great to t- chat with him and, and talk about not only the um, the artwork, but the, the the card as well. It's a very iconic card, and so so I just asked him if he'd be willing to, and and uh, um, so he was, and so I just you know I th- I threw the YouTube page together. It's like let's let's do this, and 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 then it became a platform. It's like oh, okay, I've done this once, uh, and I can say to the next player, well, Dale Murphy's done it. Uh, can can you do it? So that was also part of with Andre Dawson, and then when Al Rabowski, I could say, Al. Andre Dawson and Dale Murphy has done it. Would you like to join us too? So, so each it sort of builds builds on itself, and it's it's been such a cool experience, and that's been experientially one of the highlights of the whole project is getting getting to work with these guys that that you know, like I said a few minutes ago, these these are these are superheroes to little ten year old eyes. Yeah. To be able to talk to them, adult to adult, is just it's it's still difficult to comprehend. Now I want to ask. Um, because we've talked about this a little bit off, off uh, before we started. Um, have you been enticed? Have you been asked to branch? I know you're an artist that handles all different types of genres, and, and this particular project is a baseball one, but have, have you been, um, you know, approached to, to do other types of, you know, use your artwork to do other types of similar but different uh, genres, whether it's music or basketball or whatever how 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 do you kind of weigh having to put out a piece every week or a desire to put out a piece every week to expanding uh some of the the things that you're doing at a pop fly pop shop that's a that's a good question um the the short answer is yes there definitely has been been conversations to you know go into hockey or to football or whatever um and I, and I, and I do hope that, that I can get there mm-hmm. at, at some point, you know, I, I, I would love to not just become the baseball comic book guy. I, I'd, I like to see. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you now, Daniel, <laughs> I, you know, uh, well, some people, yeah, me, me, it's, it's good now, maybe in five years on that. Oh right. my gosh. <laughs> you know? it, but, yeah. Um, like the world changes so fast. We're like, couple of years from now we'll be like man only if i was the baseball company yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I, 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 I hope i hope to do more um but but the the reason that i really haven't so far is yes i, I, I want to sort of see see this project to the end whatever the edge, end of that it, whatever that means i don't know what it means okay. but um there's also I, I i just know baseball more mm-hmm. and i would i would have a learning curve I don't know any, I don't, I know precious little about basketball. 
precious little about football. Um, uh, I think early '90s hip hop and uh, WWF are are like my two, my two like pretty two much how awesome. I live my life. So we're good. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I know that the the hip hop has been explored in the comic book realm, but mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I am interested in doing more, but but later. <laughs> and I, so I, I think given the previous answer, I, I know uh, your previous answer. I think I know the answer to this. So there is no at this point. There's no it. There's no. You're not foreseeing a, an no. Movie. I you know no. There there's not not that I can see that it, it will end at some point. Um, but I don't I don't know when that is. I I I've broken these up into seasons. And each season is twenty releases. Okay. I'm just about to re- to fit, wrap up season two because I'm okay. I think at release number thirty seven. Um, and I fully plan on going to season three. So we'll get to sixty for sure. And uh, you know I I. You know, I, I love to keep going as long as long as there's there's interest and as long as there's an, uh, ideas. Do you take a break in between seasons? Because once a week is a lot. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, yeah, it, the output of work is a lot right now. I can't even tell you how much how much <laughs> it is. I swear, like I, I, this is not my this is not. I do have a full time job. This, right, is, this right. is this is not my bread and butter. So, and I have a kid. So that's a lot, it's a lot of work. Um, and I do take, I do take breaks every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, just take, take a week off. It's like, I can't, I can't do it. Sure. Um, but they're probably a small break. I want to keep the momentum going, but a small break after season two is done and then, uh, you know, come back with season, season three. Well, Daniel, this has been fantastic. Um, so much. Uh, I can talk to you about this stuff forever. Cause I really am a fan of, your work i'm a fan of the time and i'm a huge fan of baseball you 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 last question you said something that sparked my interest because again it does like these the pillars that you named are like the holy trinity of my life at this point we talk about <laughs> wrestling hip-hop and baseball in that sense um if you could pull a dream uh interview with a baseball player any professional wrestler or former professional wrestler who would be who would be the on the screen there. Hmm. Wow. L- still alive or, or at any point in time? Make it have anything you want. Okay, I have a, anything you want. Um, huh, that's it. <laughs> that's a good, it's a really good question. I, I'll, I'll go to the WWF one first. Um, it, and I hesitate saying this, some of this stuff because it's like, oh, if you're if you're a fan of Metallica and your favorite song is Enter Sandman, like, you know, like you don't you don't get a lot of credibility for for naming the first song on the first greatest hits album. But true, true, I understand. But Hulk Hogan, as a kid, like he he was wrestling, and and I and I I bought Hulkamania hook, line, and sinker. Okay. As a kid. Okay. So I love Hulk Hogan and and probably Hacksaw Jim Duggan are like, like my, my dudes. And don't 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 judge me, but I love the Bushwhackers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um. No, I would, I would judge you more on Hogan, but that's probably because later in life he's had a lot of problems. I know. I know. <laughs> so but, it's like as long as you're young Hogan, like we're fine. As long as we're like, yeah, you know, the Hulk Hogan and the you know, um. No, that's good. I like it. I like see no I'm seeing because I think this is located like you know, wrestling, especially in those days, were way 
uh, geography, you know, geography based, so like the territory days before. Mm-hmm. And so we were never um, uh, WWF, I guess, WWF fans as much growing up. We were always, so we were in Virginia and it's kind of NWA territory. Uh, so Jim Crockett promotions back mm-hmm. in the day. And it was, uh, you know, North Carolina was really big. A lot of wrestlers came out of North Carolina and then it was, uh, you know, Virginia was in there. So it was NWA to WCW for basically until like the attitude era is the first time where i was like okay this is less cartoonish mm-hmm. like you know like less like saturday morning cartoons um but yeah no i like so i'm in the same boat because I'm, I'm i i grew up a rick flair fan i grew up as a kid despising rick flair <laughs> and it, well because he's a kid he cheats and you know what yeah. i mean you're everybody you want to beat the crap out of rick flair because you didn't you don't know any better you think totally yeah yeah and then, uh, obviously, as I got older and more mature and, and kind of understood a little bit more of, of what the entertainment business was of it, you're like, oh, man, Ric Flair's the greatest. And mm-hmm. I struggle now because literally every time I see Ric Flair today, and, and you know, God bless him. But when I, when I see him, I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Rick to make it through the day. Like, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's it's I was always a big uh, NWA WCW person, but but I do think you can learn a lot. Like I I you know I've learned a lot through hip hop wrestling sure. and those types of things. I'm like yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, that turned out okay. Totally, and I, I know I know I feel like I mentioned his name ten times in this conversation, but Al, Al Lebowski really he he keeps coming to my mind because because I think of the wrestling connection. Like, because he put on a persona. He was the only player that I can really think of that was beyond just a game face of intimidation. He put on a persona. He he even had a name, the Mad Hungarian, and he had like a backstory, you know, with the ring and and whatnot, werewolves. Like, who who does that outside of WWF? (laughs) Uh, You know, imagine going to your (laughs) imagine going to your job. I'm like. I'm the super whatever, and this is what I do. You know, it just he he just showed up in a way that was super unique, very very wrestling based, and and no one's really done it since. And so that was that was that's why I think that's why that project keeps coming to my mind is because it has its it has its ties in like uh, a wrestling philosophy, a comic aesthetic, and in a baseball. Uh, I think, you know, I think it's easier for pitchers. I think pitchers can get away with, like, being more of a character, right? Because they can come, especially relief pitchers, Uh, Mm -hmm. but some some starting pitchers. Uh, Like, if you go through, like, who are the biggest characters in kind of baseball? Like, just characters. And they Mm -hmm. take on these mythical proportions. Uh, Pitchers always seem to to come. And, like, you know, the personas of relief pitchers are great. Yeah, Uh, I guess, like... uh, Mariano come to mind and and you know for better for worse John Rocker comes to mind like these guys are just like you know they come in for one inning they can be nuts yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like hit a hundred on the Make gun and be done count, with it. Baby. <laughs> so but with that said this has been such a pleasure Daniel thank you thank you so much please let everybody know where they can uh, keep up with all of your work and what you're doing cool uh, thanks for having me, Cheats. It's been it's been awesome chatting, and uh, I truly could talk to you for another three hours. Um, <laughs> you can find my work at popflypopshop.com. It's updated almost every week, except for those break weeks that I take. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, things uh, the additions are open for a week, and then once they are retired, 
I promise you, I don't print them again. So good luck. There you have it. Make sure you check out all of Daniel's work. Uh, this is the Cheats Movement. We're so, so excited. Please stick stick with us as we uh, continue on having interesting conversations with really, really cool people. So until next time, we see it. I'm taking over this territory. From now on, it's mine.